And it's great to have you back with us. Another edition of Death, Taxes, and Duval. My name's Rick Ballou alongside Hayes Carline. And Hayes, let's get things started. First things first, let's thank our sponsor. Yeah, I really appreciate Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. John Spicklemeyer is is such a great friend of mine. I've known him uh, going all the way back to high school when John was the best player in the in the area, uh, big time center. Uh, went to Notre Dame, and it, he is just such a great dude, and has really helped me a ton with my car insurance. I, you know, I it's you'd be amazed uh, stuff that's in your policy that you don't really need to be in there if if it's been. Uh, you've had circumstances change in your life, you'd be surprised. So John Spicklemeyer can absolutely save you money uh, on your car insurance. Give him a call at 471-7155. That's Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency. Get the best car insurance deal you can get from my man, John Spicklemeyer. Yeah, glad to hear that. It can be a racket. Uh, at one point in my life, I was paying insurance as if I was driving around in an 18-wheeler, <laughs> for crying out loud. It, yeah. It's amazing what they'll come and get for you. So that's that's great to hear. Um, Hayes, this has been unlike any year that I can, I can remember. We've had uh, four starting quarterbacks traded. We've had uh, now have eight teams who won't have a first-round pick coming up next week. It's got a little bit of an NBA feel. All these wide receivers slash divas now, or, or it's almost like it's collusion where they're going to hold out um, throughout voluntary, I guess you can't hold out if it's voluntary, but I, I think you understand where I'm going. They're, they're kind of doing it in unison. And, you know, the big one now, Debo Samuel asking out. So before we get into the draft, uh, it's probably a flyer because most think that Samuel will end up going to a perennial playoff contender right now. But uh, your opinion on the chances of, uh, of Jacksonville really shocking the NFL by being the team who landed Debo Samuel. Well, I think you've got to make the call and and pursue it and, and see if you can get something done. Uh, this is somebody who just turned 26 years old, so this would be year 26 for Debo Samuel, and he's coming off a year in which he had 1,770 yards of, of offense, uh, over 1,400 yards of that receiving, and 14 touchdowns. So, I I mean, he would be such a weapon for the Jaguars that, that how do you not pursue it? And, you know, again, would it take the number one pick in the draft? I don't necessarily think it would take that. Uh, you know, it, it, you might be able to do it for, uh, the second round pick, maybe one of the third rounders and something in 2023. Uh, or, I mean, certainly if you want to give up the number one pick for Debo Samuel, no one's going to beat that. That's your Trump card. If you're the Jaguars, that's what you're telling the San Francisco 49ers is look, you know, you're not going to get a better deal than this. Uh, so why wouldn't you do it? I, you know, I, I think it it makes a lot of sense for the Jaguars. I've never been a fan of what's at the top of this draft. So, yeah, if you can add a player like Debo Samuel, who should be able to give you, you know, again five, six really, really good years. I, I mean, I, I think it it makes all the sense in the world to add that weapon. What do you think? Yeah, I love it, too. There's a couple of things to consider. I mean, number one is you want to come here. If you make a trade, you're going to have to give them a long-term contract extension that, that puts them right up there with, you know, Tyreek Hill and Devontae Adams as the highest-paid wide receivers of the game. I mean, you can't bring in a guy like him and say, look at what Christian Kirk uh, just earned and and expect him not to make much more than that. So, where does he want to go? That That is important. And the other side of it is, you know, kind of lost in all this is he wants out of San Francisco because he, he doesn't like the way that he was being used this past year. The, the wear and tear on the body, you know, getting more than 100 carries a year 
at the running back position. I, you know, the belief is, is that he wants to be a number one go-to wide receiver and that's it. He doesn't want to carry the football. So all this excitement of Debo Samuel uh, is absolutely there as it should be. But I also think you have to consider how will teams be able to use him? Will there be a um, a conflict of, uh, you know, I look at a team like the Jets very much you would have Florida there, formerly in San Francisco. And, and obviously, um, who am I trying to think of? Former linebacker coach uh, here with the Jags now uh, took over as the head coach of the New York Jets. Sala. Uh, formerly of San Francisco. Who's that? Uh, Robert Sala. Yeah, Robert Sala. And you look at those two. Uh, it, that's an obvious combination uh, for Debo. But, you know, what if Debo says, I don't want to go there and play for those guys. They they know and they think they understand what I um, have done is what I want to continue to do. So uh, that presents itself a little bit of a problem. Despite that, though, I'm absolutely positively, if you can get them, I don't care what it takes, that would be the move that I would make to go out and get Debo Samuel. All right, let's put our attention towards the NFL draft because it's going to be here uh, before you know it. And, yeah, I tend to agree with you. It, it, it feels like at this point, there's just not a number one pick or a player that's equal to the number one overall standing. There isn't. It's disappointing, but I guess uh, you, you make the trade uh, to have the number one pick and in, in arguably the, the best year to have it in 15 years in Trevor Lawrence. And, you know, then the next year you, you get it in a year that's, you know, maybe the worst in, in 15 years. I, I think you would make that trade, but yeah, I mean, that's that. And that's why I would trade the number one pick. I mean, if I could get a proven veteran, I, particularly now that I'm hearing, you know, Trayvon Walker is is starting to, you know, really maybe overtake Hutchinson in the minds of of some important people in the building there. So, I mean, it to me, again, if you're taking if you're taking Walker, you're taking him for what he did at the combine, and I don't know how many times teams have to be burned by this to realize that that's not how you go about your business. I, and I don't love Hutchinson, but I would take Hutchinson. And it, and it really, for me, wouldn't be even much of a debate because Hutchinson, I at least see production. And he did yeah. test well. It's not like Hutchinson doesn't test well. He just doesn't test right. freaky in, in a lot of areas like Walker does when you factor in how well he moves and, and his size. But, you know, to me, it's if I'm staying at one, if I can't move the pick... I'm taking Hutchinson, but Rick, I know you're a big uh, proponent of, of going offense there. Yeah, I would. And, you know, the, the thing that really alarms me about uh, Trayvon Walker is, I mean, for crying out loud, you read a scouting report, and I know you have, and there's several that's out there, but uh, I looked at uh, Lynn Zerling uh, at NFL.com. They, they said he's effectively a, a two-down, run-stopping defensive end who's going to come off the field on passing downs. Um, you know, you just go on and on. You look at his weaknesses, below average get off playing inside or outside, very limited bend in his lower half. Uh, he's going to need scheme help as an NFL rusher. There just appears to be way too many flags. And, you know, others are saying that, you know, he's comparable to Alden Smith. And back when uh, Bulky was in San Francisco, he passed on J.J. Watt. He can't make this same mistake here with Hutchinson and pass over him. But the drawback there is that he's got small arms, you know, only, only 32 and an eight. So I just look at what's going on here as far as ends. And to me, it's a big no. 
I'm getting the best offensive lineman available. I happen to think it's Evan Neal. If they go the way of Icky, I'm fine with that. The constant uh, reaction that I've received, you know, ever since I threw this out there over a month ago is you don't spend a first-round draft pick or the first overall pick on a left guard. And I get that. But, you know, bring him in, have some competition. See what happens on the left side. If he starts at left guard, fine. If the Jaguars get off to a a rough start and they're three and eight or they're two and six and they're not a playoff worthy team, maybe you can trade Cam Robinson to a club uh, that that needs an upgrade at uh, tackle or maybe had an injury at tackle. And for the rest of the season, you can slide him over to that left tackle position and, and you know hopefully acquire something that's decent as far as draft capital. So. I would love the trade out. I think everyone would love the trade out. I don't think there's a team willing to move up to number one, but I'm going to stay on the offensive side of the ball. I want to tackle at number one as opposed to one of those defensive ends. Yeah, and, and I certainly understand that. I mean, I, I just think uh, when you look at what Hutchinson can bring, uh, to me, the argument that I, I was uh, on with Charlie Weiss and, and Bob Papa on Sirius XM the other day and Charlie Weiss and I were sort of going back and forth on this, and because uh, I said I I wanted Hutchinson, and and Charlie said who's your who's our best player? Trevor Lawrence is our best player. He's like, okay, well, don't we need to get him as much help as we can? My counter to that is getting Hutchinson does indirectly help Trevor Lawrence. Ideally, how often did Trevor Lawrence start a drive on the opponent's side of the field last year? Oh yeah. I mean, it just it, it never happened. I mean, it, it it there's a reason they averaged 14 points a game last year. I mean, not in addition to having obviously coaching problems and having problems around Trevor, they also got no takeaways. I mean, they were last in the league by 5. When you're constantly having to drive 75 to 80 yards to score touchdowns, it makes it difficult. If Aiden Hutchinson is what you think he can be, then he is somebody that should be able to help you get takeaways, whether that's him getting strip sacks, him recovering fumbles, him forcing the quarterback to throw early, which leads to interceptions, all of those things. So I, I, I push back a little bit on the, well, Aiden Hutchinson doesn't help Trevor Lawrence because I think he mm-hmm. can help Trevor Lawrence. It's, I will, obviously, it's indirect. He's not going to be looking him in the eye in the huddle, but... They've got Cam Robinson, Walker Little, and Jawan Taylor under contract, at least for this year. Uh, you know, to me, it would be let let's go and get some edge rush. Let's affect the opposing quarterback. Uh, I think they have enough to where offensively they should be okay at tackle. If Jawan Taylor continues to regress, you have Walker Little. I uh, you know, I mean, it, it only really becomes a problem if Cam Robinson gets hurt and Jawan Taylor just never figures it out. And now you're left yeah. with Walker Little and and not a, not a whole uh, lot else. Uh, and, and, yeah. and look, if they elect to go Evan Neal, I like Evan Neal a lot as a player. I probably like him better as a player than Hutchinson. But I just feel like how are they going to get after the quarterback next year and moving forward if all it is is Josh Allen, who I think is good, but I don't think he's great, and even great edge rushers. You got to have the other guy, at least some form of the other guy. And Dewan Smoot, to his credit, gets everything out of his ability. But he's not somebody that keeps the opponent up at night. No, 
He is not, and, and this is why it's such a good argument. I mean, you can really make a case for either side. Charlie Weiss obviously has an offensive mind. He's going to want the best offensive line that he can to protect Trevor Lawrence. The way that I've always looked at this is because of the misfortune and the mistakes of the former regime, you just can't fix everything at once. And my idea has been since day one, work on this offense. The Jaguars now have what they've never had. And, you know, with apologies to Mark Brunel, who was outstanding when he was a quarterback here, the Jaguars have never had the talent in the franchise quarterback that they have now in Trevor Lawrence. And I don't want to see it get wasted under a situation that you just mentioned uh, with injuries and bad play. So I'm using these top picks. I want offensive players. I want another tackle. I want another wide receiver. I still don't think they have a bona fide game breaker. I, I understand the other side. You bring in a great defensive player like Hutchinson, you can force some three and outs. Where they have seven takeaways last year, you can get some takeaways. Look at their time of possession. What was it, like an eight-minute difference? I mean, that, that's huge, particularly once you get into the second half. But I just don't believe that everything can be fixed at once. Right now, I got to build around the best player on this team, the franchise guy. So I'm going to stay with that. I'm going to go offense. I know you like defense. Hey, here's what blew me away. And, uh, you know, people say clickbait and and people will – you've been a journalist for a long time. I I have as well. The anonymous source I've never been a big fan of because – I think it's very untrustworthy. I think there's some who make stuff up and will drop that term. There are others where it's completely legitimate. But when Peter Schrager came out yesterday and and said that he still absolutely believes that the Jaguars don't know who they're going to pick, my head almost exploded. (laughs) I mean, this is their job. Everything's done. The, 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 The games are done. The film study is done. The East-West Shrine is done. The Senior Bowl is done. The Combine is done. The interviews are done. The Pro Bowls are done. How can any team not know who they are going to pick if every guy is on the board nine days before the draft? Yeah, I heard you talking about that uh, yesterday on your show, and I was cracking up uh, listening to it because – I thought the exact same thing, and and I'll take it a step further. Uh, there's a report that Derek Stingley was brought in for one of the thirty right. uh, visits in the facility. Why in the hell would you bring in Derek Stingley? I mean, smoke screen, Hayes. You're Smokescreen. not taking. I mean, you're ob- you're not taking a corner even if you trade down to twelve. You've yeah. got Shaq yeah. Griffin, Tyson Campbell, and Darius Williams. The last thing you're doing is taking a corner in the first round, and there's no way in hell Stingley's there at 33 unless there's a video with him smoking weed out of a gas mask surfaces Thursday night. So why in the hell would you bring in Derek Stingley for one of your 30 interviews? It's, uh, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, maybe it could have been a, uh, a courtesy visit. Maybe maybe. 10 minutes of the conversation was based simply on Evan Neal. Tell me about, even though he was hurt last year and didn't face him. I I don't know. I had that one completely blew me away. As a matter of fact, I I basically dismissed it as, you know, taking advantage of the interviews that they're allowed to use. And 
Um, so, yeah, that was a surprise. But, you know, just because Peter Schrager said it doesn't mean it's true. I mean, for all we know, Jacksonville absolutely knows who they're going to pick at number one. And I would expect in a year like this, when you're asking for difference, uh, you know, different opinions, when you ask Drew Hughes, when you ask Doug Peterson, when you ask Shad Khan, when you ask Tony Khan and anyone else that, that they trust, um, I still believe that it's Trent Balky's decision. He's going to make the pick. And I would expect in a year like this for there to be a variety of answers as to who is going to be the number one selection. Yeah, and, and again, if it's Trayvon Walker, I mean, that just is, <laughs> is going to be such a, I, I think, risk. And this franchise, unfortunately, when they take risks, they rarely work out. Uh, and, and so, yeah, but, you know, we'll see where it where it ends up. I, I, I just think that, you know, that would be inviting disaster uh, with the first mm-hmm. pick. Again, you know, he was a player that... You know, you go back and you look at mock drafts uh, right after the uh, college season ended. Uh, you look at the December, January mock drafts. You know, what, whichever guys you like, look, Daniel Jeremiah or Dane Brugler, or what, what, whoever's your draft guy, Kuiper, McShay, look at any of them. Uh, look at any of those mock drafts in December and January. And Trayvon Walker was like a top 20 pick. I mean, he was going somewhere between usually like 12 and 18. He yeah. goes to the Combine. And now he's the first player in the draft? I mean, how many times are teams going to fall for this? It really is stunning. And again, I'm not trying to sell Aiden Hutchinson as Reggie White, because I don't think he's that. But I do think if you're the Jaguars, you take Aiden Hutchinson, and I think at it, it worst case, you're drafting somebody that can get you seven to nine sacks every year. Like it, the, To me, the worst case scenario is that Aiden Hutchinson sort of becomes a little bit better of a version of Dewan Smoot. Now, the, the best case scenario is obviously that he ends up being a perennial all-pro player. But uh, Tr- Trevon Walker, for me, I mean, you are inviting another Kalevon Chase on. I mean, mm-hmm. you're just inviting it. And I just don't yeah. know why you would do it. No, I'm totally opposed to that as well. I mean, we're talking about a guy with nine career sacks. He had six a year ago. And again, that... You can't draft it. If you get Hutchinson at one, you know his strengths and you know what he can do. It, you know, if you get Evan Neal at one or, or Iggy at one, they have range there. They've done different things on the offensive line. So you know what they can do. If, if you're drafting and you go out and get Walker, what you're basically saying is this all of a sudden becomes on the job training. Okay, young man, you're our top pick, but you have a major flaw in your game it's called getting to the quarterback we're going to teach you how to rush the passer again if you go back and look at some of the weaknesses that they say about this guy doesn't have burst in space okay i mean is slow getting look at this uh, uh big long and powerful at the point of attack i love that transfer power i actually i can't even find it here uh, i must have been on another one that i looked at it, it, it's very difficult for him here we go Adequate closing burst down the line. Um, he just doesn't get off the ball all that well. So to me, it's more like a Mike Mamola uh, pick where he blew everyone away. I mean, when you run a six, eight, nine, three cone drill at that size, you should not be slow getting off the ball. And he is. So what does that tell you? 
He doesn't have great football instincts. He's going to blow you away working out. But once the game is actually being played, I don't want to say he's going to be another Taven Bryan or, or some, or Derek Harvey, but you know, it kind of feels that way. So yeah, you and I are in agreement there. Let's stay away from uh, Trevon Walker. Hey, next week, let's, um, you know, there'll be more on this, but I, I, I also am a big fan of this being the year with the 12 picks that they take 33 and some others and move up into the 20s somewhere, maybe the late teens. So I uh, certainly want to get your feedback on that. And we do it next week. Uh, before we do that, though, I know that you just dropped uh, as well on Twitter and on the website, your projection, pre-draft projection of the Jaguars 53. Yeah, I always think this is a useful exercise when you get about a week before the draft, just to go through it, put 53 guys up on the board that you think would make the team if they had to cut it down today and really get a sense of where you're at, I think, as a roster, where your needs are and where they aren't. And, you know, in going through it, I, there was a couple things that stood out. The main thing, the main question I wanted to ask is they have 12 picks. Can 12 draft picks really make the 53-man roster? And I was surprised to find it was higher than what I thought it would be, but it's not 12. I, I think 10 uh, can absolutely make the roster. As I cut the, the team down to 53 men, the last 10, it's it's a bad last 10. Uh, it, was a, it was a challenging 10 to... To piece together, so mm-hmm. I, I think I think they can draft ten players, and those ten players can make the team, and you don't have to worry about a, an undrafted guy if you if you get something from him. Great. Uh, I don't think twelve can. I mean, it, I don't think the roster's in that bad of shape. So, to your point, you know, if you wanted to move up from thirty three, uh, maybe get to the you know twenty seventh pick with Tampa Bay. Uh, you could probably do that for uh, the second, third rounder, uh, pick number 70. Uh, go get that receiver uh, that, that you're tired or whoever, but I would assume if they move back into the first round, it's for a receiver. Uh, they can absolutely do that, or, or maybe you get to uh, the final day and you you know t- they've got four sixth rounders. Maybe you trade two of those four sixth rounders for fifth rounders in 2023, you know, something like that, give you a little bit of... Uh, you know, extra ammunition going into the 2023 draft. But I, I do not think they need to take 12 guys. That was the big takeaway no. from from doing the 53. Yeah, that, and I have not done a 53, and I'm, I'm looking at your list right now as we talk. And, you know, I, I would just say off the surface, um, they could use another running back because of the injuries. They could use another tight end, although I, I happen to feel they're, they're pretty comfortable there if they can get more out of man hurts this year. As a blocking, I, I as a blocker, I do like Arnold and and Ingram. Uh, obviously, I want another wide receiver. Uh, obviously, a defensive end slash outside linebacker needs to be added. Another middle linebacker needs to be added. Uh, probably a safety uh, needs to be added. So that that's seven as a minimum right there, just off the top of my head. So make sure you check that out. Uh, go to um, our website at ten ten XL or. You can get that as well on Twitter, uh, such as your Twitter handle before we uh, say goodbye. Yeah, please reach out to me at Hayes Carlion, H-A-Y-S-C-A-R-L-Y-O-N. And thank our sponsor as well. Hayes. Yeah, Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, John Spicklemeyer, great guy. Uh, look, you, you very easily could be paying too much for car insurance. You definitely could be paying for things. Uh, that you really don't need to be paying for if you haven't looked at your policy in a while. And you should call John and just have him look at your policy. That's all it is. It, it just, you know, John will look at it and say, 
yeah, I can do better than this or no, I can't. And uh, uh, he can do that very quickly for you with impeccable customer service. Again, my friend, John Spicklemeyer, 471-7155. That's who I use. He saved me a bunch of money and he can do the same thing for you. Spicklemeyer Insurance Agency, 471-7155. All right. Outstanding stuff. That's his car line. Again, he's on each and every day, three to six. I'm on after beginning at six o'clock and you can reach me as well with any comments on our podcast that is blue b-a-l-l-o-u 10 10 x-l hayes have a great week you too we're getting close rick i'm excited yeah it's gonna be a lot of fun we'll see you friday down there at the luncheon we'll get an opportunity to talk with trent bulky and uh as well doug peterson so for hayes carline my name is rick blue this is death taxes and duval I want to be the city